Well, it is another week. This is Andrew Wood, joined as always by pastor and friend Jason Hayes. Jason, this has already been a full day. Are you tired of seeing me today? Uh, I'm tired. Yes. I'm tired. Yes. So, so this morning, uh, you and I had the privilege of filling in for the Bob Bell Show here yeah. on Joy 620. Yeah. Uh, for those of you that are listening uh, live with us, we understand a number of you listen via podcast. Uh, but for those that are listening to Joy 620, WRJZ, filled in for the legend. Yeah, I mean, Bob we Bell. did fill in for the legend, Bob Bell. But it is a... It's two uh, hours. He does two hours. Two hours. And it is not uh, from like 9 to 11 in the morning. No, uh, this morning, not. we were there... Uh, at roughly 5.45 in yeah. the morning, uh, we recorded from 6 to 8, and now here we are doing the afternoon show, yeah. and I will tell you, uh, between that and my kids going back to school yesterday, yeah. um, my body is feeling it a bit. Yeah. And I think that uh, what, we're, what we're trying to say is, and what we're trying to put out there is, we are super professional radio personnel. Right. Uh, I mean, this is like... Uh, today has been radio day and uh i think we are you know i noticed something this week since we're talking about that there was a vote uh in some local publication about uh favorite personalities radio personalities and, oh, I, and we won i'm sure well we weren't even listed <laughs> And I, I found that interesting that we weren't even on the list. Yeah. You could write in people, and I almost did. It's not as shocking. But we shocking, weren't even listed. It's not as shocking to me as one might think. You want to know something? Yes. Uh, so when I was 17, okay, I worked at a country radio. Yes, in, I did know that. In a small that. town. And local publication did something similar, like favorite radio personalities. And uh, I came in second or third. Wow. Yeah. And so, uh, Tommy, so, Tommy Allen came in first. He was, uh, he was Tommy. amazing. Of course. Tommy. Uh, his voice was amazing. Uh, he smoked like a freight train, weighed about 105 pounds. Uh, but the women that listened to the station pictured him as like this, uh, dreamboat. Oh, oh man. Because his voice was that good. Yes. And so they would come to pick up a prize and Tommy would walk out <laughs> and you could just see this look on their face like, Oh, that's Tommy. Tommy. Like, that's Tommy Allen. Tommy, you yeah. let us down. Go smoke a cigarette with him. And man. he cusses like a sailor. But man, is he good on the radio. Man. And, uh, and then so there was. So you came in second yeah, or third. Because I don't remember. Bob Smart was another radio host and both of them have gone on, uh, uh, have passed away. Uh, I was <laughs> far much younger than them, uh, when they were in radio, but they, uh, I'm not sure if Bob got second. Bob Smart might have got second place and i got third it was one or the other uh but i was you know hey i was on the i was at least you were all you were I on, was the on the podium and yeah, so absolutely uh that was a big deal for me that yeah. is a big deal for you yeah. speaking of big deals we've got a good show today we do yeah we're going to talk about um politics which i know <laughs> yeah people sometimes love that. we try to stay away from sometimes we try to uh engage into in a way that uh is healthy and today we're going to do neither. No, I'm right. joking. Today we're we going are. to be super unhealthy and really engaged. <laughs> no, we are Buckle going to, up, folks. We are going to at least address uh, today uh, that there has been a vice presidential candidate uh, that has been, or, or I should say running mate, yeah. uh, to uh, presidential candidate Biden. Yeah. Uh, and we're not going to so much talk a ton about Kamala Harris, uh, but more so just kind of talk about how much does um, 
those that are associated with the president matter yeah. when it comes to our vote. Uh, you know, cause you do have to consider, I mean, again, a huge piece of President Trump's presidency has been related to appointment of judges. Sure. And so a lot yeah. of people felt like, hey, if they vote for him, then they're going to be able to put certain type of judges yeah. uh, on the Supreme Court. Well, they're Court. still making that argument and, this yes, time. Exactly. You know, Ginsburg. And, exactly. And You've got that. Opportunities there. And, and then you also look at the dynamic of, uh, both Trump and Biden uh, are uh, – wh- wh- whoever wins will be the oldest sitting president in the history of our country. And so you then have to think about, you know, is there a risk that, God forbid, uh, you know, one of them cannot fulfill their responsibilities? Then what happens? Uh, you've then got uh, those that are sitting in the next seat, which would be the vice president, and then it continues on. And so today, here in a few minutes, after the break, yeah. we're going to talk about – some of that. Uh, but today, also, I think we have to acknowledge, man, you are continuing to just, you are continuing to, like, reshape your entire, yeah. like, physique here, man. Way to go. Thank you. Way to go. Thank you. you know, it's, it's been, uh, you've lost 1.4 pounds. 1.4. And you uh, got a haircut. And I got a haircut. Way yeah, to go. It's been, no, that's know, not true. You've lost several pounds. Yeah, since, you've since, been running hard. Yeah, since uh, May. You've been since, great, man. Since May, it's been, uh, yeah, I just made some changes and, and some changes needed to be made. And, and uh, there's a number of reasons for that. I think, uh, you know, somebody asked me yesterday, are you training for some, I'm like, I'm not training for anything. Like, there's no, uh, I don't have my sights set on a marathon. Or, that would have been a pretty uh, good opportunity to do, like, a super great Jesus juke. You yeah, know, that's like, true. Yeah, I'm training for yeah. running the race of life. Yeah, yeah uh, you know, I mean, so like they're running. My body's run, a temple. Yeah, I'm running with yeah. endurance. Uh, you know, you could have you could have gone that. <laughs> that way. That would be my answer next yeah. time. No, it's not that for me. It's I have my family has a family history of heart disease and high blood pressure and and and. A lot of things to deal with the heart. And my wife has been uh, saying it for years. Like, you need to – I know that your metabolism is fast. I understand all that. But you can't continue to live as if you're 17 and and eat the, the junk that you eat and drink Cokes and Sun Drops and, and like it's water. Right. And and so I when when the pandemic hit, I began to just kind of read and look around. and was like, okay, what what's the best way? Because I don't like – medicine i don't like the thought of taking thing taking things and so i thought what's a way to prepare you yourself for a pandemic because who's to say this is the last one i mean we we, you know may not be and so i thought well you got to get your body healthy you got to get your heart strong and 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 so i just started making some changes and um and they've been consistent and i've you know I, I, i never thought i would enjoy running i've never enjoyed running uh, and I'm now like I do it every day and it, it's go, become man. almost, uh, yeah, it's just part of my day. I just got to fit it in at some point. And so the way I look at it is the, the particular run that I do, it takes about 30 to 33 minutes. So I can fit 30 to 33 minutes into my day somewhere. Right. I just got to fit it in there. Yep. And that's what I do. So 
Uh, well, uh, it was not pre the Bob Bell show today. You did not run. I did not pre no, Bob Bell show. I thought about it and then I thought I, I don't need to cut it close because that's live radio <laughs> and I it don't is need live to, radio and, um, and so so and I, I did not. And this as morning. a friend to me, yeah, you were not going to leave me stranded yeah. in the studio at you know six o'clock and you're, uh, you're and doing just trying to figure yourself. it out. Yeah, I, I'd so. like to fill more of the role of color commentary yeah. with us. No, it, it's uh, not. You, you kind of keep things on the rails. I just interject and talk. No, that's good. That's good. I, you know, when I used to broadcast high school sports, when we would do girls basketball, I would provide color commentary. Interesting. Uh, when we would do boys basketball, I would do play by play and somebody else would do color. Uh, when we did football, I would do play by play and color commentary is fun. It yes. is, a, uh, the play by play can be stressful and, and we were one football game. I was saying, He's at the 20, the 30, the 40, the 50, the 55, the 60. I was like, that is not how this football field works. This is, but I just kept counting in my head up. He's at the 95 yard line and that's not even a thing. And so, oh, that's uh, great. I felt like yeah, an you idiot. don't have any of that pressure when it comes yeah. just to providing color. Yeah. Commentary. What you yeah. do in that moment is the color guy was like, yeah, that's not how the football field yeah, works. And, and you get to have dummy. You, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you get to be the funny guy. Yeah. And so it's, it's good. So it's, that is why today I would like to let you know I'm just waiting on you to make a huge yeah. mistake. Hey, it's, so it's, then it's I happened. can point it out. It's happened. I was, I was interviewing somebody on, on a show once. And when I brought them on, I said, uh, I don't even know what I was trying to say, but what came out was I got gas. Oh, but, wow. I, but I was trying to say oh, wow. my guest or something like that. Yes. But it just came out something about me having gas and the, the staff at Hope somehow clipped that. Yes. Because it was on the podcast. Yes. And then we were at staff retreat and they played it multiple over times over. over the speakers. Yes. Uh, and I was like, yeah, I get it. You know, it happens. You, you mess up. You, you know, when you, when you talk as much as we do, yes. there's going to be moments where you say something dumb. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and that's, you know, if that's I just recall part of life. correctly, um, you've done one some of, of that. One of my <laughs> worst ones ever, just to, we're going to have a moment of full yeah. disclosure. We had, um, a, a terrible, yep. uh, you know, additional school, uh, I can't remember if it was a school shooting. It was a mass shooting, but I don't remember which it was. Uh, And again, you know, just our hearts are grieved every time uh, you see that. And it just causes us to ask all kinds of questions and and have important discussions. And we had spent almost an hour talking about it or, you know, however long our show was that day. It's still funny. And uh, and, uh, then we were talking about (laughs) what we were going to do the rest of the day or something of that sort. And I used the expression <laughs> coming out guns blazing. Yeah, you used, you did. Why? Yeah. Why would I have done that? And I, that I actually, uh, edited it out of the podcast. <laughs> That's great. how strongly I felt it about it. A, that I thought I'm going to just take it, it out. It is an expression that yeah. just meant like coming out with some <laughs> intensity, you know? And I, yeah. I, wow, it yeah. was just a debacle. Yeah. And so I'm hoping for that for you today. Yeah. Well, man. thanks, thanks. I, you know, <laughs> there's, there's some, there's some mistakes I've made. I can't even say. No, on the, no, on we, air. we need not do uh, that because they were that bad, and I still get embarrassed. So, so when give I a, see that person. So give our listeners before we go into the break, give them a quick, um, you know, quick synopsis of what has happened with the Kamala Harris. Yeah. So, so for many of you, you may have forgotten that we actually have an election coming up. There right. is a presidential election this year, and we're like. It's in November. We, we are, November will be here very soon. Yes. Uh, and so we're, we're about midway through August already. And, 
Uh, and Joe Biden has not for the, I mean, we, everybody's been waiting. Who's he going to pick? And he's been betting people and people are like, Oh, it's going to be Abrams from Georgia who, who didn't win, but still believe she's the governor of Georgia. And then it's going to be, uh, you know, some people say Kamala Harris. That's been my kind of thought this whole time was it was going to be Kamala Harris. And there's been m- most people have believed that it was going to be um, a uh, a female candidate. And, African-American. And, and, and many people believe that it was going to be and, an African-American. And the reason why we believe that is Joe Biden said months ago, right. I'm going to pick an African-American female, uh, which I thought was an interesting way to do it. But, okay, so he... So a lot of folks were thinking Kamala Harris. I mean, I think even some thought Klobuchar, who is not African-American but a female, and, and more, uh, if there's such thing nowadays of a moderate, she would be more toward the middle. Right. Um, uh, Kamala Harris is 55 years old, so there's that. Uh, Joe Biden is 77 years old. Uh, just to give you a, some context, the life expectancy uh, in the U.S. is 78 and uh Donald Trump's 74 years old, he'll be 75 soon. And so we we have all of these things in play, but but a lot of folks are talking about well Joe Biden is not great on camera and he's you know the joke has been throughout this uh much of this campaign especially during COVID is he hasn't come out of the basement. A lot of his it appears a lot of his uh, interviews and and those type things is in this one room in yeah. his house and he's just not great it's off been, the It's been very um formulaic uh in yeah. the sense of and it's been very controlled yeah now we do understand again the gentleman sure. is older yeah and and if it was my father or grandfather whatever yeah. it may be i would not want him he doesn't running need, around yeah, sure uh, he doesn't need light, to be at a rally right exactly like in that. light of the pandemic i mean yeah. we completely understand that but that has been that has been the discussion and then there has been uh you know many people have their varying points on it but there's been speculation that that has been controlled not due to covid but is because yeah, they're fearful reasons. of of, you know, when you kind of allow him to work off the cuff, what's he yeah. going to say? What's he It's not, not great. Say? And he had a flub last week about talking about the African-American community. And the interesting thing with Kamala Harris is, if you'll remember during the primary, she went after him hard Correct. Uh, about racism and, and, and about some, some of the allegations and, that have been made some, against yeah, him. Yeah, some allegations. And, and so, uh, but, but she, she's the one that he picked. The interesting thing for me is if, if they ever have debates, uh, which some are saying Joe Biden shouldn't have a debate with Donald right. Trump. Um, they should. Our president, our presidential candidates should absolutely debate each other. Uh, but the interesting thing is thinking about Mike Pence and Kamala Harris on the stage. Uh, from an optics standpoint, that's going to play well for the Democratic Party, Correct. I believe. Correct. Um, and, and, but but we're going to talk a little bit more about. Why this pick is important, why more so now than maybe in the past? Why is Kamala Harris to Joe Biden more important than maybe even when Trump picked Mike Pence? And we'll talk more about that when we come back. And we are back talking about uh, politics. And, and for some of you, you're like, oh, no, don't talk about politics. All we're going to do today is talk about uh, the importance of this latest announcement that came out yesterday, uh, talking about Joe Biden and now his running mate, Kamala Harris. So it's going to be Biden and Harris 2020. That'll be on the signs. Uh, that'll be on the bumper stickers. You know, I'll tell you, uh, I haven't seen many Biden signs or stickers. Uh, I was in, I was, we were at Asheville this past weekend. And Asheville, you know, yeah. typically that area, you're going to think yeah, it's, more it's progressive. More progressive, off to the uh, liberal. Uh, but here's the in thing. Their voting practices. I saw 
I mean, I bet double digits make America great again hats, uh, Trump mask, people wearing masks with like Trump on it. Uh, I mean, I, the, the, in, you know, Trump flags, Trump signs, the enthusiasm. I'm surprised by that. I really, the, I, I was too. In, in Asheville. Yeah, I was too. And so the, a lot of times the enthusiasm that you see on the ground points to what you may see at election day. Now, I don't know that. Yeah, sure. That's not scientific, sure. but it does point to some enthusiasm. And, and so the enthusiasm definitely seems like it's behind the incumbent. And, and another thing is in the last, um, uh, the last fundraising cycle, President Trump outraised Biden by $25 million. I mean, so the enthusiasm is going in one direction. One thing that you find when we make, when vice presidential candidate announcements are made is they look for a bump. We saw that with John McCain back right. in the day with Sarah Palin. There right. was a huge bump and then it kind of fizzled. Uh, but, but I think what, what they're hoping for right now is a bump in the polls because he just announced Kamala Harris. The interesting thing is with Kamala Harris is she got about 2% of the vote in the primary. So how much excitement and, and energy and enthusiasm is yeah, going to come because of this announcement? So talk to us today uh, about why, um, you know, why do some of these secondary positions and, and to call the vice president of the right, United yeah. States a secondary position Heartbeat is, away. is, is, uh, you know, uh, an injustice. I, I, and I don't mean it that way. I'm just talking about anything is secondary yeah. to, uh, you know, the, the, the president of the United sure, States. Yeah. And so when it comes to, um, looking at who a president is, um, uh, in this case, going out and saying, you know, is going to be my vice president, yeah. um, or even as they communicate about these are directions I will go when it comes to, Supreme Court judges, right. or this will be people that uh, will likely be a part of a cabinet or things of that sort. Why does that matter uh, in your opinion? Well, I think for, for me, it's the, uh, when, when Trump picked Mike Pence, for some of us, we saw that as a, okay, we, we haven't yet, we've yet to see Trump govern. And so he claims to be conservative. He claims to be, you know, pro-life and these things, but we haven't got to see that. Uh, and so when he, when he picked Mike Pence, we're able to look at it and go, but Mike Pence has governed and he is pro-life and there's and a, he there, is very there, there is a natural political history. Yeah. And there. so, and yeah. so we could look and go, Mike Pence checks all of those boxes. So that tells us about the president that picked him, you know, because back in the day they were looking at, well, will will Trump pick Chris Christie? And you're like, now, Chris Christie, a little bit of squishy when it comes to conservatism. Right. And so with Mike Pence, it was like, no, this is, this is the dude. He's going to bring some gravity to the ticket and, 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 and put, help put that foundation together. He's going to, if, if he were to end up being the president, we're completely comfortable because he's going to pick the right judges and all of those things. I think in the same way, the Democratic Party, you're going, well, with Joe Biden, we want to, we want to make sure that, uh, because Biden typically has been known as more of a middle of the road guy. Now I will say this, this is my opinion. In 2020, he is no longer that guy. I'm just letting you know that. But, but for some progressives, they're going, he's not progressive enough. Kamala Harris may check those boxes for them. Uh, there's also that what goes into play with, with, you know, Kamala Harris is, uh, a certain, uh, 
You know, I mean, they really wanted to be able to look diverse and, and to reach a diverse sure. voting block, and they they hope that she helps with that. Um, but and so the reason, yeah, and, and I think you know, I think uh, as a whole, we celebrate that. Absolutely. You know, I mean, I think I think it's always good to have diversity um, in gender and, and in race uh, when when we are considering that we are representing a a diverse nation. Uh, I, I would always tell people, though, in my opinion. Uh, that you vote your convictions, yes. uh, and, and not necessarily off of, um, off of a certain demographic, uh, being represented or not being represented. Um, I think what you want is positions and convictions being represented, yeah. uh, and, and, and hopefully, uh, the, the positions and convictions that you hold to, um, can be well represented by yeah. all kinds of different folks. And so it, that, that, that's complex. It's complicated. Um, but it's certainly, uh, I, I think, uh, for, for the Biden ticket, uh, they will certainly, uh, see as a very positive thing. Yeah. My question about this pick, it typically you, you kind of want a splash. Sure. Um, and, and I don't know if this gets the splash, like the pop that, that they're hoping for. But the, the interesting thing too is Biden has said multiple times, uh, throughout this campaign, he sees himself as kind of the transition president, meaning my vice president, I mean, he has said it, my vice president, there's a good chance we'll be president. Yeah. And, and that's a weird thing to hear a presidential candidate say. Right. And so, so this time around, it's like, well, well, okay, they're kind of planning that, that at some point she's going to be president, even if they make the, the four years, yeah. they're planning for her to run. That, that I don't think the plan for Joe Biden is to run two terms. Yeah, it I think it's. To, I, I think it to seems know. to be. I'm going to run, and and if I win, I'll serve for four, and then my vice president will run uh, in in 2024. Now we don't know that, right? Sure, but but and, and so the the interesting part also that you have with this, and you always have with with politics, is. When, when Donald Trump picked Mike Pence, they never were on stage, or if they were on stage together, it was very minimal and they didn't attack each other. Uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris were right next to each other on the debate stage going hard in the paint <laughs> after each other. Correct. I mean, very, very much, uh, Venomous. attacking each other yeah. in a, yeah, very hateful way. And so it, it's interesting. Politics is interesting that way that you have that dynamic. And now they're going to be buddy buddy well, hugging you, you, and, and high fiving. You've seen a softening, and, even and, and again, let, let let's be really honest. This is not specific to one party. No, uh, this this happens Absolutely not. every election. Uh, I mean, all you got to do is look at Ted Cruz correct. and the way he interacts with the president. Now That's exactly is not how they interacted but, on the campaign. But, but trail. even though you know, I mean, there there were accusations made against um, Vice President Biden and. Uh, and, uh, you, you, from women, yeah. Yeah, again, uh, yeah, by women. And Kamala Harris says, you know, those women need to be heard and I believe them. Yep. Uh, basically her statement was not so much that I, I, you know, uh, necessarily know, but her statement was, I'm going to put my belief and my trust yeah. in women. Societally, we need to believe women when they make accusations. So she was really strong on that. And then what you saw is a softening over the last many months, which was, now, again, yes, we need to listen to that, but I can only speak yeah. from the position of the Joe Biden I know. Now, 
I actually think that's a really right statement sure. to make. Yeah. You know, we, we, we judge people on the, the people we've seen. Uh, we, we try to give people that have made accusations. We want to give them, uh, the benefit of the doubt. But again, we do live in a society where you are innocent until yeah. proven guilty. And so there's all those dynamics. But let's be again really frank. That was not the position she was holding no. until she realized she was being vetted yeah, to, be to be the potential vice president, can you know, uh, your running mate here. And and it's it's a and that's a problem in politics, right, in my sure. opinion. And so, but we we we've seen it even here in the state with the the most recent election in the primaries with uh, with different candidates really going hard after each other. And and then after the election, they're like, oh, no, I'm going to support them 100 percent. And you're like, well, that that kind of seems disingenuous and, and not not <laughs> true. Right. Uh, and, and so I think what we're going to see is uh, what if, if I'm running the campaign, the Biden campaign, which they would never ask me. But if I'm running that campaign, we're going to see a lot of Kamala Harris. It's going to be very similar to what we saw with Sarah Palin. So so when John McCain picked Sarah Palin, he didn't really want to pick her, but they needed a splash. They got a big bump in the polls. They put Sarah Palin in front of a camera anytime they could. She was sitting down with Katie Couric and all these things. Right. That's what you're going to see with Kamala Harris. You're not going to see Joe Biden do all of those sit-downs. Kamala Harris is going to become the voice of the campaign. And, and I think that's probably a smart move politically, uh, but we'll see how it plays out. And we'll Because be what that means now is – is the president is going to set his sights on on that as well. So we'll talk more when we come back. I thought that was going to be like some serious U2 song. uh, Which I guess it is the U2. Is that Tim Hawkins again? No, it sounds like him. Um, that's you two singing it? <laughs> really? <laughs> so that was Bono. Huh. Well. Who knew? So when people say that dude could sing the phone book, he can sing he can Head sing, and Shoulders. And, yeah, exactly. Knees and Toes. And, uh, you know, and probably it works. a bunch of people probably downloaded it works. that. works. Yeah, exactly. So as we, as we think about the, the, the election coming up, uh, is this the weirdest election year you've ever been a part of in terms of well, it's the I, weirdest election year because of everything else. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. On. I feel like in normal times, all that we would be talking about is election. Yes. And we're certainly not in normal times. And so and it feels, it's kind of taken the back burner. It is definitely taking the back burner for a large portion of the summer. It's taken the back burner. And, uh, and, and I, I do sense there, it feels like there's less and less. COVID talk, uh, even though at least maybe I'm, I'm speaking about that locally, probably, uh, it feels like we're going to see an influx of just continued communication and, and, you know, commentary on the election. But I would without doubt say it is, it is the most unique one that I can ever re- remember. Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, normally I am. At this time of year during a presidential election, I mean, I am knee deep in, yeah. in presidential politics and I'm not, I'm not at all. I mean, I, I'm, I'm paying attention, but I'm not, uh, I'm just not there. Well, and it's not going to even be a, well, okay, we've not thought about it for a good long time. And now when we start thinking about it, everything's normal. No, I mean, l- l- you still are going to have, you know, when it comes to 
things like the Republican National Convention, Democratic National Convention. Yeah. Those things are, if they even happen, are yeah. going to look completely different than they ever have. You're not going to have big massive rallies and ballrooms and convention centers and all this other stuff. And if you are having any type of rally, it's going to be distanced yeah. and you're going to have all the dynamics that are associated with that. That stuff is not going away. No. You know, the, the COVID um, impact is not going away between now and November. Uh, and and some, of course, would speculate COVID is going to miraculously go yeah. away as soon as November yeah. hits. You know, well, I, I I do think the coverage of it's going to look very much. Different, I, I would agree for sure. Uh, and and so uh, it's going to be different one way or the other. Yeah. It's going to be different. So let me get back to this question again. Why does it matter that we pay attention to um, to these other people that are being um, connected to? Uh, presidential candidates. You know, I, I think as we've said in, in, in this instance, um, one very obvious reality is, as you said, I mean, you really are a heartbeat away yeah. from the presidency. And so that is something you have to be mindful of. And we're not talking about a 52 degree, I mean, 52 degree, a 52 uh, year old, yeah. um, you know, man or woman who is currently in the presidency. We know um, that we are going to have an, uh, the oldest sitting president we will ever have, um, assuming something crazy doesn't yeah. happen and it is Trump or it is Biden. And so I think that that's really important. But then also um, talk to me a little bit, Andrew, about, you know, uh, how much do their platforms or how much do their um, their their records uh, in the past. I mean, how much does that matter? How much does it actually shape uh, the future presidency, if at all? I mean, what are your thoughts on yeah, that? Yeah, I think in, in some cases, depending on the president, the vice president has a very minimal role. Yep. Uh, I mean, I think you, you saw that probably with Bill Clinton and, and Al Gore. Uh, Bill Clinton was running the show. There was no doubt. And Al Gore probably didn't play a huge role in shaping policy. And and uh, that impacted his actual yeah for sure uh, it was it was always kind of a sticking point uh, when he was running for president people were like well what yeah <laughs> how much did wow. you actually yeah. do you know well and then you know people used to joke well Hillary really was the vice president yeah, right and and the, the same thing with you know then on the other side you had George W and Dick Cheney yeah and Dick Cheney was very active absolutely uh, I think I think with President a brilliant, Trump brilliant man yeah I think yeah. with President Trump and Mike Pence Mike Pence is very active very active and and plays a huge role. I mean, he he's leading the coronavirus task force. Yeah. I mean, he is playing a vital role in uh, in the presidency right now. Did Joe Biden play a vital role when he was VP to Obama? I'm not sure. It, it doesn't seem. I, I simply just don't. Yeah. Know it yet. doesn't seem like he did. Now, what what Biden brought to the table was. 40 years of experience right. in D.C. that Obama didn't have. And, and Obama has spoken. Highly of that, you know. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, that matters. Of, there's been a uh, mixed reviews on how much Obama really was behind Biden yeah. and things of that sort, and and how much he's really behind him today. But I will say, historically, one of the things that Obama always elevated about Biden, not just when they were running for you know the the, the presidency um, or for the White House, uh, but even during his presidency, he always leaned in and always spoke positively. Of Biden's experience, yeah. and I, I think with with Biden picking Kamala, and, and they've they've taken uh, they've taken quite a few quite a while to do this. I mean, it, this has been months because he's been the presumptive nominee for, for months. For, yeah, and, and so I think 
I think she checks a lot of the political boxes, a lot of optic boxes that, that they want to check. Uh, but I also think they are trying to think as a campaign, we need a bump. We need enthusiasm. We need excitement. What is going to provide that? And, 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 and we need, uh, I mean, let's just be honest and, and real. We need somebody that can get in the front of the camera and, and, right. and do well. Right. And, and, and I mean, it doesn't take a, a, a lot. If anyone's, if anyone's heard, um, you know, me speak, uh, and I, and I don't get into politics a lot. I mean, clearly, I have some convictions that are different than and and positions that I hold that are different than Kamala Harris. Sure. But but I will say this also she is um obviously very intelligent. Mm-hmm. Uh she's obviously articulate and uh obviously will um uh, will represent their platform. Now it may be a platform that some people right. agree or disagree, maybe a platform I agree or disagree with, but she will represent the platform in ways that I think they will be proud of and in ways um, that potentially um, Biden may not be able to well, do. And, and here's the thing. I've heard from, you know, for years, well, well, Joe Biden is personally pro-life but politically pro-choice. Uh, I think he's completely flipped on that in 2020, and, and he's he's not just uh, pro-choice from a distance. He's He's very much, I mean, some of the statements he's made as of late. He is really pushing a, a, an abortion agenda. And, and the thing about if, if anybody is like, well, he's still kind of middle of the road, you, you got to think uh, just all you got to do is a quick Google search. Kamala Harris is uh, adamantly pro-abortion. And, and has gone, when she was attorney general in, in California, uh, went out of her way to target uh, uh, pro-life organizations, conservative organizations to target David DeLayden, who did the, the, right. uh, hidden cameras when it came to Planned Parenthood selling, uh, uh, and harvesting baby parts. Uh, she went hard after David DeLayden. And so those are things that matter. Yeah, for, sure. for a pro-lifer for me, that that's, that's right. kind of the issue for me. You, you look at that and you go, okay, now what you're telling me is you're not wanting to go toward the middle. And, and this is, this actually leads into what I was going to ask next. Uh, you know, uh, I, I do think, um, the, the question is, okay, is so, so I think we've come to the conclusion, uh, and I think this is our conclusion even before the show. <laughs> I think, I think we didn't just come to this, you know, but, but what we would say is, hey, these selections matter. Yeah. And, and not just even selections that have already been put out there, but leanings and, and you see it a lot in politicking. I mean, you see it at these rallies. How many times have you seen somebody introduce, uh, a candidate? You know, it, it's a, it's a fellow politician. And what does the candidate do? The candidate gets up first thing. And says, Oh, so glad to be in the great state of so and so, among the great people of so and so, among this fantastic leader here, who I'm gonna let you know that if I'm in the this yep. spot, he's gonna be or she's gonna be in the very front of my you know, yep. of, of whatever role of leadership that's gonna be out there. And uh and so I think that that, that then leads to okay, if these people matter, then what type of um, lens should we be looking at, uh, when, when we consider them? And I would start with what you just said. We need to look at where people have been historically. Uh, I, I probably lean personally into where have you been historically, um, for, uh, for uh, important positions. Uh, and, and meaning if you have been X, uh, holding X position, 
for 40 years, I may listen to that viewpoint more than what you've come out and said in the last six months. Now, also say, though, if all of your constituency has been earned by a shifting position over the last few months, that's concerning as well. And that should be noted as well because you cannot – I mean, it's the old expression. We even talk about it in church. What took people, you know, what it took to get people here is going to be what it takes to keep them there. And that's why we're always really cautious about any type of kind of consumeristic mentality of getting people to, to the church. We want people to be attracted to the gospel, the gospel only, the purity of the church. We want them to be attracted to those things because that's what's going to keep them. In the same way is if I have changed my position, whether I've held it for 20 years or 30 years or 40 years, if I have shifted my position to earn votes, know that I am going to have to hold on to that position to maintain those votes and to maintain that, you know, approval rating and to maintain the funding and to maintain the support of all of these other, you know, politicians that sit on my side of the aisle. And so again, you've got to look at voting history and you have to look at current statements as well. Yeah, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting for sure. But what I would say is pay attention to who's getting the camera time from this point on. And I think you're going to see a lot of Kamala Harris uh, because that's just the way things work. We'll be back. Well, it is, uh, it's flown by, Jason. Yes. We have, we have uh, we put in our hours We today have done our duty today man, when it comes oh to the radio waves. We have. Goodness gracious. They, uh, that's, this is, this will make three hours today. The three people, hours. The people, their people's ears have to be bleeding yeah. if they have listened you know, and, to and I don't, Joy 620. I'm not trying today. to, I'm not trying to gain any sympathy. Okay. But, but I think this is like when my dad milks cows. Okay. So my right. dad, my dad will say things like, uh, oh, how's your hope thing going? You know, and he, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, you sit behind a desk or, yeah. oh, you're on the radio and you're talking. Uh, it can be exhausting. It can be talking on the radio. It's not as uh, I think. Sometimes we're like, all you do is talk. Okay, talk out loud, right, for an hour, right, and 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 about stuff. I will say, it's not easy on a su- normal Sunday after preaching three sermons. Yeah, I am literally zonked. It's not easy, like straight up zonked. And I'm also disgusted by my own voice. Yeah, yeah. Like Carrie knows on Sunday afternoon, I do not want to talk. And it's not that, it's not that I don't want to yeah. hear her voice. I, ca- I cannot listen to my own voice. And that's voice where anymore. the difference, that's where mine and your difference comes in is you when I leave, when listen. I leave here, I listen to our show. <laughs> and then I listen to old shows and then I listen to, uh, anything that my voice is on. Wow. And so, uh, wow. So in a way we're similar, but except that I don't, I don't ever get enough of my voice. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, that's what me. we sit down for supper. We pray and then I hit play and we listen. Yeah. Kind of like back in the day, like yeah. when they would listen, you know, all the yeah. family would huddle around the radio. Yeah, tell them, hey, we had a great show to today. Y'all need to, y'all really need to hear kids this. come in here and listen to what, what Mr. Jason then, has to say. And then I'm us. the annoying one that's like, just wait, listen, listen right here, right it's here. Be great. Right, this great. point right here. Did you hear that point? That we, was a great point. We, we, yeah. I, I hope that some of the wonderful folks here, Joy 620, love us enough 
to shut us down <laughs> off the radio the moment they hint it, they sense even a hint of yeah. that in us. Yeah, if you ever hear somebody say that and really mean it, then you that's a, you, that's a you need to uh, step quickly away. Yeah, for sure. And and so uh, so hopefully today though you you have. Uh, gotten a sense of of some of the important some of the stuff you already knew obviously but it is important as election is coming up that we you know the same way presidential candidates vet their vice presidents and vet uh supreme court judges and vet uh cabinet members we should be vetting these candidates right and and when you vote for the ticket you're voting for not just joe biden and but you're voting for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and, a platform. and the platform. Right. Same thing with Trump and Pence and the platform. And so it's important to understand that. Or if you're voting for the libertarian candidate or if you're voting for right. an independent candidate, Green Party candidate or whatever candidate falls into play. But here's the reality. And it's not a binary choice. You can pick anybody you want to pick. Sure. That's your right as a, as a voter uh, or not vote. That's your right as a voter. But But the reality is it's either going to be President Trump or President Biden. That's gonna. That's right. what we're gonna look at uh, for the future. And I would it's just encourage people to to do their due diligence. You know, again, I understand it's a heck of a lot easier just to get online and to see what CNN says or what Fox News yeah. says or whoever it may be, what the APs put out. What we say. Yeah, exactly. What we say. I know we're in that group. Yeah. You know, but uh, I, I would just say, this, you know, we talk about platforms. Platforms are not. They're not sound bites. Like they actually yeah. do release a platform that says, this is, this is what we are running on. And like I think this you is, would be very surprised. Correct. If and, you actually read and it. And can I really encourage people? And they have made it much over the last, uh, couple presidential elections. I would say those platforms have become exponentially more readable. Yes. <laughs> and, oh, and sure. a lot of that is because of the way that they lay it out and they can do it now online and they've got categories and you can kind of go and pick and choose and read, you know, the parts that really, yeah. uh, you know, kind of appeal to you or the parts that you have a greater interest in. But, but they're out there. It's more than sound bites that are coming out of, uh, you know, out of a debate or out of an interview. I mean, really do go and look at what these folks say they're going to do and, and, and to consider like this is, this is the critical stuff that we need yeah. to be talking about and thinking about, not about how they played on television or, or how they didn't play on television. Yeah. Well, and the, the interesting thing too about a platform is when you read it, what you what you find out is a large group of people sat around a table and they thought and fought and, and came up with that. And so when you see positions where they stand on life, that means they sat and they they debated that and they came out with their decision whether they're pro life or pro abortion. And so those are things that matter, whether and, they're for high taxes or low taxes, whether they're for uh, health care or not, you know, all of these things matter. Right. And, and so it, it is it is things that we need to be aware of and paying attention to. And in this COVID season, it's kind of been lost in the shuffle the election has. And so now's it maybe an opportunity for you to go and really start doing some digging. Yep. We will be back next week. Thanks for joining us. Have a great afternoon.